As professional photographers, we must understand the value of what we produce. Our art is really so important. But even more importantly, we need to be able to share and explain that value to our customers. When we truly believe in our products, services, and the art that we produce, the idea of selling tangible products like prints, wall art, and albums just becomes a natural extension of the businesses that we operate. Welcome to the Motherhood Anthology Podcast, photography education for a business you love. My name is Kim Box, and I'm your host with the collaboration and help of my co-hosts and business partners at the Motherhood Anthology, Jenny Kruger and Allison Craig. Today, I'm bringing you the first part of a two-part series titled Understanding the Value of Products and IPS. In this episode, I'm joined by Allison and Chris Scott, co-founder of Swift Galleries. In part one, we're doing a deep dive into the true art of photography and the value of the services that we provide and how understanding those two things can lead us to in-person sales experiences that actually don't feel salesy at all. So now I present to you episode number 47 of the Motherhood Anthology podcast and part one of this two-part series. Well, I would love it if you just start by telling us a little bit about you and your business journey. Uh, My name is Chris Scott. I am one of the co-founders and uh, the CEO over at Swift Galleries. We're an in-person sales and wall art design tool. We kind of stumbled into this. My wife and I were pro photographers for about a decade, focusing mostly on weddings and portraits, specifically family portraits and, and high school seniors. And we kind of got tired of some of the software that was already out there that shall not be named and really wanted something that we could take along with us. This was kind of the, the opening heyday of the iPad. So we waited for the software that shall not be named to make like a mobile version of it. And they didn't, they put it off for about a year before we just approached a friend who, uh, you know, I, (laughs) I didn't know anything about, about software development or anything like that. So I was like, Hey, I heard you do code things. I bet you can make an iPad app. Right. So it turns out he actually did have the right skill set for it. And he made an app for us called that we called Preveal. It was one of the first wall art design tools that was made specifically for mobile. And so we sold Preveal for a little while and then kind of transitioned over to what we now do, which is Swift Galleries, which is kind of an online version of Preveal. So if Preveal was kind of like the Wright Brothers lane, Swift Galleries is like the 747. It's, it's, you know, it's sleek and modern and, and has a bunch of different bells and whistles and whatnot. So, yeah, I mean, that's about, that's about it for our, uh, you know what, that's not necessarily true. Let's talk about the sales side of things because uh, that's really where I think things get interesting for us. We were we were shoot and burn photographers for the first couple of years of our business, and it just really took a toll on our business, on our finances, and even on our, our marriage, right? When we first got married, my wife, we had just gotten married. My wife was a music teacher, uh, elementary school music teacher out just outside of Nashville. And she was, she was my sugar mama uh, at that point. (laughs) She was, she was paying all the bills and allowing me to try to grow this, this photography business. And it just wasn't working. I mean, I, I think a lot of people listening probably feel that like I was working way too hard for way too little 
and something had to give. In fact, she came in one day. I remember distinctly, she came into the office in our townhouse one day and was like, hey, we need to talk, which is, you know, like the worst opening to any, you know, spouse conversation ever. We need to talk like, oh, crap. Now what? I've been looking at the finances, which is now it's just going downhill, right? I've been looking at the finances and this thing's, it's not going to last throughout the year. We're depleting our savings and my, you know, teacher salary is definitely not going to float us for much longer. So something's got to change. And, you know, long story short, that was in October by April of the following year. I guess the timeline isn't exactly right. Um, anyway, we made the switch to in-person sales and did it in a terrible way. You know, we just like, okay, we're going to go from $150 sales averages to our four by sixes are now $65. And, you know, just like overnight changed everything. Our first sale was just shy of $6,000. And this was to a, a military family that at the time we were doing free sessions for military families. Uh, Adrian and I are both Navy kids. So we were doing free sessions for military families and giving them all of the digital. So this was a, uh, a family that had everything. They could do whatever they want with it. And they ended up spending about $5,900 on wall art and albums and stuff like that. So we were like, okay, I, I think this might, I think this might work. <laughs> of course, the next week, you know, we went into the next week, very full of ourselves and I sold $25 worth of Facebook images to that next client. So uh, that was actually probably the best result I could have asked for because balanced with the previous week, I was like, okay, this will work, but hey, look, it's not going to just be easy. You know, this isn't going to just be this thing that just works. Like I'm going to have to actually learn how to do this the right way because clearly there was something difference between, you know, different between last week than there is this week. So super long story not so short. We we ended up doing $120,000, $116,000 in print sales over the next nine months with about 92000 of that in profit. So to say that was life-changing is an understatement, right? It was, it literally changed our lives. I mean, we paid off $40,000 worth of debt. We got ourselves completely out of debt, except for my student loans, because those are ridiculous. But yeah, Adrian was able to quit her teaching job and come full-time with me into the photography business. And we kind of never looked back until until Perveal took off and and we kind of you know made a pivot in our lives and in and, and our businesses and all of that. But yeah, that's our, like I said, long story long. That's <laughs> that's our story. <laughs> No, I think that's um, that's great to hear that story because, you know, today we want to talk to you about um, Swift Galleries for sure. But I think that you have so much experience personally and just with your community helping photographers shift from, you know, shoot and burn that model to selling prints and products. And some people just don't know how to do that. And I think, too, you like me have been in the industry for a good long while and you've kind of yeah. yeah you've kind of seen the the industry kind of go you know from one thing to another like when i i tell folks here that when i started about 20 years ago we were like the first digital kids on the block mm-hmm. no one else you know it was just us and the old studio film guys and 
then, you know, there was no such thing as, you know, buying files, you bought prints. And then as there became more and more and more photographers, you know, we, for the first, you know, 10 years did nothing but sales appointments, you know, in-person sales. And that was so successful as we got busier and grew a team. And as I shot less and less and looked for a quicker way to shoot and be able to move on. I know that I made a mistake when I moved from mm-hmm. in-person sales personally. And now like you, I have, you know, I have other businesses and, and I'm barely shooting at all, but I can, we still have a team of photographers and I can look back on, we were even doing sales appointments when everyone else wasn't doing sales appointments and people would want to, you know, like, oh, I don't really have time. This doesn't fit into my schedule. But we would say that, you know, this is the way we do it. And they were always so glad they did. So I'm, I'm excited to break all that, you know, apart with you today. And well, and also, hello, Allison. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Allison's here with me today on the podcast. And so you jump into Allison, because I know you have lots to say on, on this topic as well. Yeah, I'll pipe up. <laughs> okay. Okay, Chris. So I could talk to you about all sorts of things and what you just oh, said. Oh, I know. Like you work with you work like, with your, your spouse. There's there's something there. We could probably do a podcast on that. And then your transition into a different kind of business than shooting. But today we'll talk about in-person sales and selling prints and not just being a photographer that gives away every the the files and then moves on. So on your website, it says that you believe in-person sales can change your life. So tell me more. First of all, uh, it changed ours. So it just, it makes it really easy for me to put something so hyperbolic out like that on our website. But I just, I know from personal experience, just how different our life was from $150 sales averages barely scraping by to, you know, $90,000 in profit in nine months. Like that's, that's nuts. It, it, it changes everything. But I think the, the real thing that I, I'm talking about money, right? We're talking about money. I've been talking about like, oh, $90,000 profit, all of that. That's not really what I mean, though. It's what we can do with that money. It's how that money can impact our lives. It can impact our families. It can impact the communities that we live in. It can impact the the clients that we can serve. You know, that because we were making such a good amount of money from our kind of bread and butter clients, it allowed us to donate more of our time and to do things in the community and to serve people that we normally would be like, hey, you know what? I can't can't do it for that cheap because I literally can't afford it, right? Like I need to be able to pay my bills. And this this kind of thing just opens up the world to somebody. And I can say that with confidence because we saw it in our own lives. And now we're, uh, I think, eight years in, we launched Preview in 2012, I believe. And we've just seen other photographers uh, take this and run much further with it than we ever did. You know, and I think that that's, it's sort of like um, when you have, when you have a kid and you, and then you're like, Hey, I just want my kid to be more successful than I am. You know, I want I want to set them up better than me, and I, that's the kind of pride that I kind of take in, you know, getting emails. I got a text message from one of our Swift Galleries users last week that said, "Hey, 
I thought you'd like to know, but I got a $28,000 sale this week. And I'm like, that's a heck of a lot more than I've ever made with <laughs> with any of this. Yeah. But rather than be like, oh, well, you know, I'm jealous. It's like, that, it's just really cool. And you can, mm-hmm. you can have that pride of like, hey, I, I had a part of that. Uh, you know, obviously what we're doing is nothing compared to the work that the photographers are putting in. So, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to be like, oh, hey, look, I did that. I didn't do that. The photographer did that. She just happened to use our tools. Allison, have you always been, were you ever shoot and burn? Did you have oh, to yeah. make that transition? Yeah. No, I was always, I was shoot and burn in the very beginning. I was, you know, looking around at what other people were charging and basing my prices off of that. And then I, I was the one that was making the burning it on CDs and giving it to them. Like Heck I, yes. I, <laughs> I am that old. Yeah. So I was shoot, shoot and burn, but within, you know, a few years of, of starting my business very quickly realized that I was not about that life and wanted to, you know, serve them with more. And so transitioned over to originally doing in-person sales and then um, during COVID then switched to just online sales but I still offer, you know, all of the products, just doing sales online instead. Yeah, it's um, it's funny you said something about the CDs. So my my wife and and our two kids, we travel full time. We we live in a a thirty eight foot travel trailer and travel the U S full time. And in the process of of doing that, uh, we you know we sold everything. We sold our house, uh, got rid of everything, and. It buried in one of the closets that when we were cleaning out our house was a stack of our like branded DVDs <laughs> uh, that, yeah. So I, you just, you just made me flash back to that. I found that yep. stack of branded DVDs and I was like, ah, I kind of want to keep these and like, but nobody, I don't even have a DVD player at this, you know, like right. I don't, uh, there's nothing I can do with these, but yeah, it made me laugh because uh, those are very old at this point. Right. And it's like the, those, and then going to like the branded USBs, but then those phased yep. out because now computers like don't eat laptops, like don't even really have, you know, USB yeah. ports anymore. So I stopped yeah. giving those. So now everything's just online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So basically this, what you're saying is this episode is going to be the, uh, the, the get off my lawn episode, right? It's just right. us <laughs> sitting in our, in our chairs and just like, get off my lawn. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, well, um, I think going back to that statement that you believe that in-person sales can change your life. I mean, I could, I, I read that in two different ways. Like I think as a business owner, um, actually offering prints and products and whether you do that in person, virtually, however you choose to walk a client through that. I think that, you know, it is life-changing for our businesses, but I also, you know, I love sales. I mean, it sales is what I did before I did photography. And so it's fun for me, but I think that I learned early on that in sales to be good at it, you really have to believe in what you're selling and you have to believe that you're providing a service. Like you're actually doing good for the person you're selling to, like, you're not just like trying to make a buck, however, but if you come at it, like, I really do believe in this. I believe this is going to be good for you. I think that you could also look at that statement as in-person sales can change your clients' lives because, you know, again, we're going to talk about where we've all been in the business for a while now, but it makes 
it makes me so sad that when I said, like, I know I made a mistake back in the day when I stopped doing sales appointments and just because I needed my time back, I just went to shoot and burn and thought, you know, I'll just do it this way. You know, on one hand, like it was about the money, but on the other hand, I knew that my clients weren't printing these images. When you look at the, the history of, you know, the kind of the written history of the world, we're the most photographed generation in the history of the world with the fewest actual photos to show for it. Like, you know, 100, 200, 300 years from now, if the robots haven't taken over completely at that point, um, you know, you're going to look back at, at the written record and there's going to be this massive hole in it. There's going to be this massive hole where we where we decided that these physical things weren't important enough anymore and i have a feeling that that the pendulum will swing back eventually and and we'll realize the value of this stuff and and uh, the three of us sitting on our lawn yelling at traffic going by will be those <laughs> people who were screaming into the void the whole time saying, no, these things are important. It is important for you to have this. It is important for you to have something that you can hand down to your kids uh, and your kids' kids and, and so on. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And I think you're 100% correct that like this process, the process that that we teach the process that we used in our own business. This is not about sales. Will you get great sales out of it? Absolutely. But unless you truly embrace the fact that this is how you really serve a client well, then like you said, it's your heart's not really going to be into it. If you go in it with, I just want to make as much money as possible. Well, guess what? Go rob a bank. Like that's going to be a lot faster and you're going to make more. But if instead, like I want to do something that serves my family, my needs, but also my clients, then I've found that in-person sales or specifically just print sales, I guess not specifically broadly print sales is the best way to do that. And it's, it's everything you were just talking about. It's, it's the fact that, you know, our clients come to us for photos. We're not fileographers, we're photographers, right? Come to us for photos. And until they have something on their wall, I don't consider my job done because like you just said, they just don't have time to do it and they shouldn't. It's not their job. And I, I think that was the big realization for me was even after we started selling products, we went over to one of our uh, past wedding clients' houses for dinner about a year after their wedding. And their gallery that they had ordered was just leaning on the wall, like on laying on the floor, leaning against the wall where it's, you know, eventually quote unquote going to be. And even that was like a, kind of a light bulb moment for me that was like, oh, wait, even that's not their job. You know, like, my job isn't done until it's on the wall. So like, that's why we started offering installation services because I, I wanted my clients to feel like they could come to me and know that they're going to get amazing photos and that they're not going to have to do thing. Our clients were teachers and nurses and nurses and nurses, lots of nurses. They had their own job, you know, like they had their mm-hmm. own life that they need to focus on. And I just realized over time, you know, at first it was, oh, well, if I give them the files, really all I'm saying is, hey, here are your files. Good luck figuring out what to do with them because they don't know what to do with these things. You know, that's why they end up going to Walgreens if they do anything with them. 
So that was kind of the light bulb moment for, hey, we need to be actually selling products so they have something to show for these. And then there was that other one that was like, oh, wait, no, my job still isn't done yet. These things need to go on the wall, right? So I think it is, it's absolutely, you know, obviously life-changing for us, but like you said, it can be life-changing for our clients as well. And it's life-changing for our client relationship, the relationship we have with our clients. And I think that that's an important thing to, to discuss because so many photographers think, oh, well, if I start selling products, I'm just going to feel salesy. And all of this is like wrapped up into this tight little ball with what you were just talking about is when you believe in what it is that you're selling, then it doesn't feel like sales anymore because it's not, it's service. You know, you're, we're setting our businesses up in such a way and our processes up in such a way that we're attracting people that want to want what we do. Right. So already I'm not, I don't have to sell to them because they already want it. And then from there, we we're just asking them what they want and making sure that we could provide it and then providing it. Right. At the end of the day, that's all in-person sales is, is, Hey, what do you want? Oh yeah. Heck yeah. I can do that for you here. Let's take a look at some ideas and okay. Here's the stuff you said you want. Now, what do you want to do with the rest of these photos? Now, like, I think that we try to make this so much more complex than it is. And, and I think that companies like, like ours are probably a part of the problem. There's so much, Hey, this is really hard. Come watch my webinar, right? <laughs> this is really hard. So buy my ebook. Uh, it's not really hard guys. Like it's right. It's definitely yeah. in our, I think it's all about our, our mindset for sure. Because like so many people are like, I don't want to feel salesy. Like I don't want to, yes. you know, and I think again, like looking back on my career, I can say that they may not realize the value in what we're providing in the moment, but they will. And, yeah. you know, if I think back on my most favorite or mo most memorable clients, and I don't want to be like Debbie Downer, but like it was, I've had people ask like, what's your, what's the favorite, your favorite image? And, you know, I shot weddings for so long and I have, um, I can't help but remember the, you know, the, the mom that had cancer and she was like in her last weeks and knew it and she made it to dance with her son. And mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that that is his most prized possession, you know, yeah. and like, you know, we've all heard like if the house catches on fire, you know, people are going to grab their images, their photos, or, you know, like for me. My, I lost my dad, you know, and that was the first real loss in my life that just really like shook me. And yeah. the first, if you've lost someone that you love so deeply, I can promise you when you leave the hospital, the first thing you're going to do when you get back to the house is try to gather every photo you can find. Mm. And yeah. if we could all just stop and think that how important what we do is that when we go to sell them something, it's not going to feel salesy. It's going to be, you know, kind of like when we parent our children, you know, you may not love me for this now, but you're going to love me for it one day. It just makes it, it makes it easier and something we don't worry about. And I'll just share this. And I'll let you talk, Chris, because you're, you know, get off my soapbox, but oh, I've no, said, you're fine. I've said this before and I don't know where I learned or heard this trick or learned this trick, but I think it was at a conference long ago, but someone said, when you're in a sales appointment, you have that, usually that dad that's sitting there with his arms crossed and like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can spin that on that wall portrait. She said, say, I tell you what, 
in 20 years, I'll buy it back from you for twice what you paid me for it. Mm-hmm. And it makes you stop and think, no, right? I'm never going to give it. I would never sell it for any price. Okay. Then it's, yeah. you know, or, or <laughs> you wouldn't say this, but how much did you pay for the sofa that, right. you know, is below the, the, yes. the treasure on the wall? You know, when you think about things in those terms, it makes it a little easier to sell. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, this reminds me of a uh, it's a story that I tell um every now and then, but it it was a very kind of pivotal moment for me um in believing that what it is that I do is important, and I think that's really what we come, what a lot of this comes around to is this fear and this doubt about selling our work um, revolves around this idea of, oh, I don't want to be salesy. And to me, that really boils down to, I'm not sure that I fully believe that what I'm selling them is actually important, is actually worth it. And this, this story, this moment was for me, kind of the, it was kind of my pivotal moment on on that topic. So my my brother and his wife are both uh, first responders. My brother is in law enforcement. Um, to, like takes apart bombs. He's on bomb squad oh, wow. uh, and SWAT, and um, you know literally saves people's lives for a living. His wife is a uh, firefighter in LA County, so she's like out fight, fighting wildfires, and like I legitimately have a newspaper clipping of her carrying a body out of a burning building, like mm-hmm. carrying a person. I shouldn't say a body. They were alive, uh, <laughs> carrying a person, a live person, uh, mm-hmm. out of a burning building, you know? So like legit heroes, right. Out there saving people's lives. So this was years ago, but my brother and I were at, um, I think it was Thanksgiving dinner. Uh, and we, we were all kind of spread out across the country. So we all ended up in the same place and we're at Thanksgiving dinner and we're kind of catching up and he's asking how things are going. And I'm like, Oh, it's going pretty well. You know, as this was after we had switched to print sales and things are going pretty well. And uh, we have this many weddings booked and blah, blah, blah. Right. So eventually I was like, yeah, and you know, none of this really matters. Like, Hey, I, all I do is take pictures of, of like women in white dresses. Like, tell me about what's going on with you you know, cause what you do is, is actually important. And I, I will never forget this. He said, he said, uh, okay. So first of all, I, my job isn't really just saving lives. Like it's mostly paperwork, but we'll pretend that that's what I do. Like that that's the only stuff that I do. I'm out there saving lives. He said, I may be out there every day saving somebody's lives, but when I come home, do you know what I come home to? I come home to the photos that you've taken of my family. And those are the reminders of why life is worth living in the first place. And like that wrecked me, wow. yeah. you know? And I was like, first of all, I didn't think he was that deep. Um, you know, it was like, yeah. what? Uh, but it, it, sh- it shook me to my core. I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Like that's, this is true. This is what we do. I think at its absolute core, this is what we do as photographers is we create those reminders of why life is worth living in the first place. And when you can look at your job through that lens and then believe that 
your job is to, you know, create those reminders. So what you do is vitally important. And then pair that with, and I want you to have those physical reminders because I want your kids and your kids' kids to have those. It becomes far easier to see that the right way to do this is to provide those products to your clients. And now when you look at all of this that way, this doesn't feel like sales anymore. This feels like, oh, this is how I serve my client. You know, we like to throw around this this uh, boutique business model. Um, this was huge uh, <laughs> back uh, in the DWF days. There was this massive push. It's still around of like, oh, I run a boutique business. I run a boutique business. And it sounds fancy, but really a lot of times I think people don't really even know what that means when they're saying it. And, and essentially it is, I create these kind of bespoke experiences for each and every client. Well, this is what boutique looks like. You know, we're, we're creating actual products around every single client. And I mean, we can dig into the mechanics of it and the like practical side if you want to. I don't know how long you guys want me to like be on my soapbox today. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's where I wanted to go next. So how, so, so we now know how important it is. If you didn't know, if you're listening and you didn't know how important your job is, now you know, if we've just been, you know, shoot and burn, how do we convince our clients to want prints? Like, I think there's people out there, photographers out there that think no one in my, everyone in my market just shoots and gives the files. Like, how do I, how do I make that shift? How do I convince the yeah. client? So yeah. you have some practical tips, both of you, both Allison and Chris, can y'all give some practical tips for making that shift? Allison, do you want to go ahead and, and kick that off? Cause I feel like I've just been talking this whole time. So <laughs> if you want to. Yeah. I mean, you know, I look back to like whenever I made the shift and truly I just committed to like faking it until I made it um, because I was absolutely scared beyond all of it. And like you, Kim, I had a background in sales, but it was obviously not photography. And I think that it's way different when you're selling something so personal that you've created. And so I just decided like, okay, I, I want to do this. And I know that this is the direction that I want to go, but I'm terrified to sell something that I have created. Like there's no way that I'm going to be able to, you know, sell this piece of framed artwork and they're going to like, look at me and not blink and like, you know, write me a check for whatever. But I just, I did it. And I think that for me personally, just committing to that was step one. And then step two was just getting that first appointment under my belt. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, where I'm at, which is like doing sales online, I think that whatever avenue you choose, just committing to, you know, selling products to your clients is like the biggest commitment that you can make and choosing products that you um, authentically love and can stand behind and that are like high quality so that they sort of also like sell themselves that those are all things that I think make it a whole lot easier. But, you know, I think, I think like hopefully Chris and Kim, you guys can like agree you know, those first couple of appointments, it's, I mean, for me, it was not like, I, I was faking it. I was a hundred percent, like sitting there going, 
you know, holy, you know what? I cannot believe these people are paying me this much money right? for artwork that I created. There's no way. Like, <laughs> I yep. mean, there's no way. Now, I mean, now my mental blocks have, you know, shifted and I am like, heck yeah, I made that. And that does belong on their wall or in an album. Like it's beautiful. And I love what I created for them, but it took a long time for me to realize like, oh, I'm an artist. I'm not an imposter. Like they're not going to figure figure out I'm a fake. <laughs> and this does belong in a beautiful album that's worth $2,000. Like yep. it, it took a while. So yeah, do you think that- Go ahead, Kim. No, I was just going to say, do you think it, do you, I think I know the answer, but do you think it starts before the sales appointment? And if so, how? Tell, kind of walk through suggestions for someone that. Yeah, it does. I mean, I, you know, we, we talk about this all the time in the motherhood anthology, and I'm sure that Chris is going to echo this, but, you know, you just can't all of a sudden spring it on them, you know, like surprise, you know, I want you to invest thousands of dollars in, you know, frames or albums. And so what we recommend is, you know, from the very first moment that they lay eyes on you, have them be able to see, you know, what you're about. So they, they're able to see the pictures you create. They're able to see the products that you offer. They're able to see the experience that you, that you offer. So if it's, you know, wardrobe, hair and makeup, a private studio, um, you know, a different locations that you take them to, whatever, but they're able to see like woven in that, in that, what you're offering to them as ways to like for them to display their favorite pictures. And that's from the very beginning. And so for me, from the you know beginning to end, whether they visit my website or social media, or, you know, when they inquire and they receive my investment guide that has pictures of products all along the way, they are getting glimpses of what at the very end now with me, like, you know, selling online, they then see those, their images, you know, in um, examples of, you know, wall galleries that I've created or album spreads and stuff like that. So that they're not just surprised at it. They're expecting it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man, there's so much to unpack here that I want (laughs) to touch on. And okay. So the way that we teach is we we teach a, a framework that we call the AEDD framework. So it's attract, excite, delight and deliver. And so we attract people uh, to our business who want printed products from the start. And and that's by doing a lot of stuff that like Allison was just talking about. So for me, I see there being three core expectations that need to be set basically everywhere someone touches your, your brand. And that's uh, the expectation for the products that you that you want your clients to buy, the prices at which they'll, they'll buy those products, and the process they'll go through to buy those products. So products, price, and process. If we can do all of that, uh, everywhere somebody sees our work, we're setting at least one of those expectations, then that I think that is like foundational. Uh, none of the other stuff that we do after that uh, will work as well as it should if we're not doing that. And this solves a big problem of, uh, like you were saying, like, I don't want to just spring this on my clients, you know, and how do I, you specifically use the word, how do I convince my clients to buy 
products. And what this does is flip that around. You're you're already attracting the people who want that in the first place. There's no convincing needed now because those are the people who are who are coming to you. They see work everywhere. You know, they see uh, printed artwork everywhere. They they can't like you should. It should be o- so over the top that somebody can't come to you and expect that they're just going to get digital files. Uh, like you should be able to. <laughs> Don't actually do this, but look them in the eye and be like, where would you even come up with that idea? Like, why, why would you ever even think that that's an option? So, yeah, so we're, we're setting this expectation and, oh, Kim, to, to go back to something that you said about anybody who's listening, who's feeling like, okay, well, everyone else in my market does this. I can't be the only one doing in-person sales because, you know, everybody else is, shooting and burning for cheap. And I can't, I can't be charging that much. I actually think that you are in a really, really good place. If you're the only person in your market uh, or one of the only people in your market who's saying like, Hey, that's not good enough. Um, Because there will be people in your market who agree with you who say, Hey, you know what? I'm a nurse. I don't have time for that. I can't, I can't do all of that stuff. I need someone who knows what they're doing. I need an expert to come in and just tell me what I need. Tell me what I should be getting. And I think that that is a powerful positioning statement for photographers in markets where no one else is doing this. You can be the one who's saying like, you know, you get into those Facebook, those Facebook, um, you know, threads or whatever, where it's like, hey, I'm looking for a photographer who doesn't cost an arm and a leg, right? <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, and drop your stuff in there and say, and like, man, you want to stand out? In that sea of answers of like, I'll do it for $250 full session, you know, full digitals, go in there and say like, Hey, I'd love to photograph your family. Hey, but just a warning, I am not the least expensive. In fact, I'm probably the most expensive, but here's why I'm worth it. Here's what you're going to get instead, you know, and like like that (laughs) it's, I mean, will you start some fighting with other photographers (laughs) in your market? Maybe, but. But to be able to stand out and maybe that person who posted that will be like, yeah, I don't want that. I don't like that's not. Remember, I said not an arm and a leg. Well, guess what? Somebody else reading that later might be like, whoa, wait, this is different. This is what I need. I need somebody who's going to do this stuff for me. And, you know, be that person who's who's writing blog posts about the printed products that you yourself have up in your own home and talking about how. Prints are important, and that's why clients don't leave and experience you with you without prints. And you know, be upfront about it. I've I often that thought there's... there's room in the market for someone that would stand up and say, "I don't do yes. digital files. Yes, I don't sell that. them at all." Yep. You know, because uh, like you said, that is going to get some attention, and there's going to be people out there that go, "You know what? I've got like I've got all the disc, or I've got the like, or they don't like. Yep. How many people don't know about?" It's some people that are a little older than myself, they don't know about Dropbox and, you know, all the people that are frustrated with the digital images and don't, the grandmothers that are like, I just, you know, the ones that have the money to spend, um, they want to buy something to put on the wall. Um, So I like upsetting the market a little bit. I think that's a good strategy. I, yeah, I think that, you know, you could, you could legitimately build an entire brand around the fact that you don't do digitals or that if you don't want to even go that extreme, quote unquote extreme, 
that every client leaves with products. Uh, And, you know, I mean, think about all the content around that that, and all of the positioning statements around that to just kind of get into the marketing side of it, all the positioning statements around like, I sell products because it's important. It's and it's because it's what you actually need. And, you know, that kind of going back to something I said earlier, like I don't just hand you the digitals and say, Hey, here are your files. Good luck figuring out what to do with them. There's definitely some people in the market who are going to be like, Oh yeah, that's a good point. I want that. Right. We act, we were actually our team and one of the girls, the gals that used to work with us, she's actually a graphic, graphic designer, like has all the knowledge she needs to make anything she wants. Okay. Like it would not be work for her. She could throw it together. She could have albums. She, her daughter's two. She was in the studio. She's like, yeah, I I need to come in and sit down with you guys and just do an order appointment because I've not done anything with the digital files. And I, you know, it's just, there's too many options and I just need to sit down with y'all and sort it out and have it done and order it and it be done. Like, you know, because she, it's been two years and she hasn't done it, even though she could easily. Um, So. Yep. I mean, that's, that's exactly it. Uh, To, to piggyback on that. I was a professional photographer with access to some of the best labs in the world. Uh, I was, I'm very good friends with the, uh, somebody who used to own a lab, ProDPI actually. So like we could get products very, very easily. And I know exactly how to do it and all of that. But after our wedding, I have a three foot by seven foot canvas of us from our after session. We did an after session at the Grand Canyon and we have a three foot by seven foot canvas. Of course, it's in storage in Colorado Springs right now because it doesn't fit in the camper. Um, But we still don't have a wedding album. And do you know why? Any guesses? Too many choices. Too many choices. It's even even more basic. Even more basic. Our after session photographer did an in-person sales meeting with us. Our wedding photographer did us the quote unquote favor of giving us the files. Mm. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, like. And that's, uh, yeah, it's life got in the way. I had a job. I have kids now, you know, like. Hey, I own, and, I own yeah. an album company and I've been married for 18 years and just printed a wedding album last Christmas. Yes. See, Is, <laughs> isn't it, 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 doesn't it just seem so absurd? There you is know, a and, need for, for people to do this for clients. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's, I hope that's the takeaway that, that people listening right now get from this. It's not, oh, well, you know, Chris says that printed products are important, but he didn't even print his, uh, he didn't even print his uh, wedding album himself. The real problem here is that it wasn't my job. I'm the, I was the client and I, you know, I'm not saying that as, as a knock to the person who, who photographed our wedding. She truly did think she was doing us a favor and she was doing in-person sales for her quote unquote real clients. I was just a friend of hers, but at the end of the day, I, I hope that that's what you take away from this is that it was our, it was our photographer's job to get that stuff done. And we, life gets in the way for the client right. and let's just make sure that we're, that we're doing this stuff for them. And again, if we can attract those people in the first place who want it, then, you know, it's, It's not an uphill battle at that point. In fact, it becomes very, very simple. I hope this episode tugged at your heartstrings a bit like it did mine. What we do is important and so valuable. 
We are legacy keepers and historians of families through visual art. If you're listening today and thinking all you do is take pictures, I urge you to take note of the things that we shared in this episode and allow yourself to feel and know that what you do and provide is very important. Then make plans to listen to part two of this series where we'll be sharing real world applications and advice on how to take that value that we know our services provide and apply it to our workflows. We have a whole host of free courses and resources available to photographers over at themotherhoodanthology.com under the courses tab. There you'll find education you can easily apply to your business, so I invite you to check it out today. I love this quote by Dorothea Lange. Photography is a way of feeling, of touching, of loving. What you see in a photograph is a fragment of a second, but with its magic, you can make it last forever. So from our lens to yours, until next time, friends.